everyone welcome to another episode of the late winner show podcast uh great week great week for for everyone i guess uh for for at least me and the and and the panelists that i have with me on the on the pod united won liverpool won in dramatic fashion uh probably now leapfrog leapfrog chelsea to the second spot but but great weekend in terms of results whatever happened uh even today when we saw everton actually winning against um an arsenal side who I, i who i felt like was afraid to take their chances and not demolishing not demolishing but not winning you know uh in, before before everton took control of the game but to discuss all the weekend action i have uday again with me uday uh how are you doing i'm doing well thank you for having me again um i think this week has been very very um, impeccable in terms of showing character for uh, united and um, for city especially as i think both these teams have been uh, great with the pressing and yeah let's just discuss things further yeah uh before we do proceed into uh, things make sure that you uh, follow us on the follow us on your favorite platform um listening platform and we do run a youtube channel by the same name as well make sure that you like share and subscribe over there as well for a lot of more uh video podcasts on on our channel but Okay, let's let's start with the with the biggest story that we had, uh, you know, which started the Premier League uh, weekend. West Ham winning against Chelsea three two. Do you think is this is this the start of the end for Chelsea? I mean, I think this has been coming for a long time for Chelsea. I think there are too many mistakes that have been happening, not taking the chances that they that they that they uh, that they get in the game, and they lost. uh what's your what's your take on 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 chelsea in these in 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 the in these uh you know past couple of weeks let's say i think uh chelsea are really struggling to score goals um if you compare the uh expected goals that they are uh, supposed to be nicking in it's just at 0.7 against teams like manchester city and united uh, liverpool which which have who have a xg of around 1.2 1.3 but um if you come back to chelsea i think um uh chelsea have always had a trouble in the goal scoring department um in this season specifically i think um uh, their servicing has been some uh, sublime but um, they don't have goal scorers today um they've always struggled to find the right targets man i feel uh, even with lukaku coming on he couldn't he, he could barely touch the ball even though he was trying to um take control take charge of the uh, you know positioning of uh, the west ham defenders who were struggling as well because they lost two key can two key men um i think they lost uh, kurt zuma and johnson to injuries in the match um so i feel uh, they just need to be more clinical and they need to really take the chances they were not really creating anything in the second half even though um their wing backs were trying to nick in couple of balls ahead um but i felt first half uh, overall if you see their performance it was really good they looked dominant but still they couldn't get the goals that they needed i felt west ham um were more uh, you know uh, they had a more subliminal quality performance because i felt antonio and bowen were trying to unleash themselves with the pace that they have um but they weren't really getting the ball that they required from uh, the back three um i i still felt uh, it was more self inflicted than um, you know west ham working out well with those goals um i don't know what really happened for chelsea they were in a good 3 4 2 system where um, the wing back um, wing backs were supposed to go ahead they were doing that but then the possession wasn't really granting them anything 
so uh, i just felt that again a good performance but um, there was no end product to that you mentioned a great point on like how chelsea were dominant in the first half i feel like that was also the case because west ham were playing with the back five and then you know in the second half when when moise's side came out on the pitch they they changed the formation and obviously you could see the results that were happening like you know chelsea were not any in any way they were dominant in the second half so all most mostly coming from uh, from west ham you know I, i i read a tweet recently you know in the morning they said um, why why is everyone talking about west ham not being in the title race and uh, if 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 this was if this was uh manchester united if they were even 9 points behind the league leaders they would still be in contention of uh the big four and you know the title race what 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 do you, what do you have to say about that like do you really feel west ham are in the title race or this is just again another season like leicester that we're going to have uh, they were in they were in the top 2 for most of the season and then they just they just slopped off because obviously you know uh injuries and the performance is caught up with them again i think uh, if we compare both the teams i agree that united have in a way more chances because of the quality players that they possess they have more chances of regaining their form back because if you look at the next 10 fixtures that united have traditionally mm-hmm. they are very easy fixtures for them but in modern day football i don't think it'll be easy for them at all um but again coming back to west ham i think they have a very narrow squad line they don't have enough backing um for the players that uh, are there in the starting 11 and they have already uh, sustained injuries they have four players who are sidelined agwana um, zuma presswell and uh, johnson so they need to be either be ready with uh, who got who got injured when johnson was taken off after 45 yeah yeah uh, so i think zuma and uh, jeff johnson got injured right in the match yeah 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 so uh, i i think even kufal for that matter they he has sustained uh, five yellow cards Mm-hmm. so he will be out of action for the next match and fredericks ryan fredericks if he's fit enough he'll be playing as a right back or i don't know who will be featuring in in the next match so that this is a problem for west ham right they they wouldn't be going in with a proper um, you know uh, starting 11 that they would be that would be expect them to come up with um so i think again because of a very narrow squad line the pressure comes on to the attackers to score more to create more chances um so i think west ham will struggle and they will mostly get out of the top 4 maybe they might hover around the fifth or fifth sixth position but um uh, at the moment it looks uh, very dangerous for them to um, you know uh, to exist in the top 4 at least but that being said then like if the performances are are still coming with the you know with with the injuries that they've been sustaining they did well in europe as well i think they play their last game but already been qualified for the round of 16 in of the europa league Do you think the board should actually consider backing Moyes a little bit so that he can bring in a little bit players? I I just feel it's 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 a matter of uh, you know for uh, f- for for West Ham if 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 Antonio gets injured, I don't think they can they can sustain this high level. I think even if he's not been scoring for the last you know three four game weeks, I think he still plays a major part in West Ham winning a, a lot of games. Do you think that West the board should back him a little bit so they can get in at least a couple of players like maybe maybe even Jesse Lingard who's been rumored you know that he'll be out he doesn't he's not uh, like Ranik is not part of uh, sorry he's not part of Ranik's plans so maybe he can rejuvenate uh, West Ham squad in in certain moments maybe create those you know couple of extra chances maybe have those extra goals in certain certain games when the West Ham needed 
For sure, I think uh, West Ham really need uh, more players ahead. I fail to understand. Okay, Sebastian Haller couldn't work for them, but he's been scoring so many goals for Ajax now. Even in the Champions League, he's already scored nine goals. So I think letting go of players who they really needed probably to just um, strengthen their bench was is a really is a mandate at the moment. And yeah, they should definitely back him up for two, three more signings, um, specifically in the attacking department. I feel because as you said, Mikel Antonio. Alone cannot be doing things for them in all the 38 league games. So I, I feel uh, if Mikel Antonio, for example, is sidelined last season, Fornals was filling in the number nine position, or Bowen was doing that. So I, I think it really becomes a very high hybrid formation then because these players aren't really fixated number nines. So I think yeah, they will struggle uh, in this season as well because the fixtures are going to be jam packed. Um, so yeah, I think uh, something. Was might come in for West Ham, and which is why people are really fearing uh, things might go, uh, might take turn for the tide, right? I mean, the the major the major concern is obviously the the fixtures that are coming that are going to come up in the December period, right? Because I think they, you don't really have a lot of recovery time, and the and the likes of uh, you know uh, Chelsea and 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 United, and maybe even you know uh, uh, Man City, who have like these luxurious squads available to them. They have they have the capability of replacing a couple of players just because they know like there was a hard work rate that was done in the previous game and not going to risk any player here. Um, let's let's move on to your team, Liverpool. They won in dramatic fashion. I feel like Super Sub Origi won it for them yet again. He always you know he always comes up with these glorious winners. You remember yeah. at you remember uh, that glorious comeback. Remarkable comeback that you guys did against Barcelona, you know, uh, three years ago or a couple of years ago. He uh, he now did it at Wolves, you know, when the team really, really, really needed it. Do you think this is the strongest Liverpool side that you've uh, that that you've seen, given the number of players that you guys have, like in in the form that you guys have? I think this is one of the strongest squads uh, that we've had in a long time. Specifically with Diogo Jota's inclusion, I feel uh, he has definitely added more um, creativity ahead. In the goal scoring department, um, but I still feel uh, when we have squad players like Devok Origi who are showing up big time in games like the important games like the Champions League against Barcelona or um, a couple of games even in Minamino and Devok um, scoring two goals in the past couple of um, Premier League games, I feel this was a very crucial um, goal for us because we needed some a player who would hold up the possession. We weren't able to hold the ball up ahead with um, Diogo Jota uh, in as a number nine. So we clearly needed someone who could hold the ball and facilitate uh, the balls ahead to Mane or Salah for that matter. Um, but I really feel that um, yeah, Devok did the job for us. And even though he wasn't on top of his dribbling or um, he his skill level was a little average um, on the day, but still he turned up big time. He was six yards away from uh, the goalkeeper, and yeah, he turned around and he scored a goal. So I think yeah, he's returned in big fashion and he. He has been um, remarked as a legend, which he is not, but he has been told that he's a legend because of the way he always um, nicks in these final, uh, you know, show-offs and um, the way he's been uh, filling in the deciders for Liverpool. I think this is actually a very, this is something that we expect from our squad players. So yeah, I think he's been a great uh, super sub addition. But overall, what did you make of Liverpool's performance against Wolves? I think they they had their chances. I feel like. The the winner that came up, it was a little it, it was a little bit harsh on 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 Wolves. Definitely, you know, given the time that it came on, I think they were really good defensively as well. 
they were very very compact you know they were very being being very sensible but they but you can't you can't ignore the fact that liverpool had their chances and they should have probably been at least a couple of goals you know go he- heading into the break itself but what did you think of the performance like and and these and and these kind of performances these kind of results will come through through the season right there 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 will be teams who will sit back and you know just defense def, uh, defend like like crazy what yeah. do you what do you think like liverpool did wrong in 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 those in those uh, uh, in in those instances i just felt um, again these this team was clearly uh, organized and set up in a way to perform well defensively because they knew that they if they play a game out and out of uh, attacking football they wouldn't really be able to um, thrive much so i feel liverpool went against with a team of big bullies who decided to just uh, nullify their attacking prowess which did really uh, did work in their favor but um, i i felt um, yeah it was a little harsh on them because the defensive performance was amazing corner cody and um, ruben saez and um, um, all these wing backs um, even uh, nelson semedo he didn't really have a great game but he had a decent game um so i i, I do feel uh, that it was the, the result was a little harsh on them they deserved a draw but again liverpool is liverpool and they trending those balls and all this so yeah i think liverpool were dominating they were dominating throughout the game um even uh, hoang chi and um, raul imenez had good opportunities to score goals but uh, i think uh, alisson was able to nullify their attack but i i still felt uh, wolves had it in them to score at least one goal and so did liverpool because liverpool had chances with the uh, the sala um you know uh, the nicken which he could have attempted but he was uh, corner cody nullified that attack too brilliantly um deogo jota had a very easy chance which we will be talking about in length but um yeah we had a couple of chances and we we missed it out so i think yeah a good day for liverpool and klopp and i th- i see great things happening from the team ahead definitely good good uh, great things coming from liverpool so i just want to talk about uh, you know the jota miss that we had he he basically blasted into corner cody's junk right yeah. <laughs> and he and he blocked it what like what did you think like he should have uh, do you think that he should have actually gone with that much power or he should, or he should have just have you know put it in the back of them with a with a finesse shot or something i i just felt firstly he was in a situation situation on the right flank with the goalkeeper i don't know why did he come ahead yeah he massively dribbled past two players and the goalkeeper which was amazing but he should have definitely held on to more composure when it came to just putting the ball in right he just struck the ball with a lot of power in the center where corner cody and the other defender dead donker was standing um and yeah he struck the ball right into corner's crotch which must be hurtful but um, again <laughs> i feel uh, on a good day he would have he should have passed it to sadio mane who was right beside him that would have never been an offside and sadio would have definitely put the ball in so i think um, he lacked composure when he was in front of them and probably his nerves gave in and he struck the ball uh, straight in, into the center even though there was a massive gap on the left and the right uh, post right so yeah, i think it's just um, a bad bad miss and we we can't blame him for that because he had a great match and he's been giving us many goals so as a liverpool support supporter i think i am definitely going to back him for this and it's fine i think we won the match and we won it by a clean sheet So yeah, uh, that's what I have uh, my two cents on Diogo Mota. The, que- the question is, would you have blamed him if this was a draw? Definitely, I think we would have definitely <laughs> been. Um, yeah, for sure. You, so that you basically just change your answer that because we won, <laughs> I'm not going to blame him. But yeah. yeah, because we because if we would have drawn or lost, then I would have definitely blamed Jota. Right? 
for sure i think we three points are very crucial for us at this time point, yeah. point of the season because we still have sadio mane and uh, mohammed salah who are supposed to be going for afcon in in uh, the january and uh, yeah uh, in the month of january so i just feel um, yeah this is the time we should be winning all games and um, we can i can we can still manage with draws in in jan in the jan window because um, other teams will be struggling as well because the fixtures get get really compact and um, there are other league games and league cups as well which we will be facing um so yeah i think um, fair enough i think he he gave in a great performance and uh, yeah he missed his goal so we won't be that harsh on him yeah so let's so let's uh, let's move on to that other uh, you know the the the, the top 3 team that we're going to talk about man city they they won which was very typical of them top of the table typical players coming back at the right time hitting the right form at the right time typical finding a goal scorer every where you know when when every pundit is actually talking about uh the games there where they won't score you know typical about them city is going to keep on winning you know and they they they're just relentless in that in that in that aspect when you think that you know this is the time that they're going to drop points this is the game that it's going to have uh, all like this is a game where the other team is written all over it they'll, they'll come up with a performance they'll come up with a goal scorer where they just win and they go top of the table it's it's very typical of them they they start and have certain results in the start of the season where everybody's questioning them but obviously pep guardiola the master that he is he will develop the squad in a way where he knows what needs to happen here even even if you saw uh, the watford game they scored very early watford were getting into the game and they just got hit on the counter that that uh, bernardo silva goal what 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 happened with them it's very typical of them but and and but what did you make of their of their performance i think uh, their performance was one of the most dominating performances in any edition of the premier league the first 45 minutes were impeccable they were magnificent with the ball um, bernardo silva on the inner right channel stolling on the far right phil foden on the left and ike gundogan getting the opportunity to burst ahead i think these four players combined well to get them the goals that they required again bernardo silva had one of the best games as well as usual he's been uh, giving an outstanding performances i still think jack grealish is still trying to find his feet ahead and um, though he's been effectively deployed ahead he's trying to take take on the opposition but i still feel a traditional number 9 role would not really suit him uh, he's been trying to get into that position really often but i still feel that he is yet to find his um, feet with um, pep backing him but i feel over all in all they had a very dominating performance and watford looked like a team that actually got promoted um as of recent which they did there is no player on the watford bench or on the starting 11 who would be held in contention to start for manchester city anytime soon so i feel uh, yeah it was just uh, a giants versus um, you know the promoted side um uh, the performance was very much viable i felt um, the opposition lacked the defensive prowess they couldn't really block any of their shots um city had around 6 7 shots on target in the first 20 25 minutes itself so uh that just explains how dominating they've been and um, yeah i think good things are coming ahead for pep and manchester city them them most likely to win the league with the kind of um, performances they're giving in without kevin de bruyne and which is which has been massive and yeah yeah i mean to we want to talk about the title race for 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 a little bit as well but i just feel like you know again great performance city has had it's just the 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 games that that matter over here is between is is i think is, is the are the big games 
you know west ham away west ham away is still left i still feel obviously that's going to be you know later down the season they still have to play the big games uh, you know big guns that are below them now uh, chelsea and liverpool it all matters on those games if if uh, these teams can actually nick out something i don't see you know uh, city city winning any anyhow and to call them yes they will be consistent but there are going to be games where you know when the teams are going to be sitting back and defending city or the team that they are the they, they, that is where they have trouble the most breaking them because they don't really have an outer outright goal scorer and that's why they don't have people in the the i mean the players in in the box and that's where i feel like they struggle if you look at the game back between crystal palace and 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 man city It, it was the same thing. Like they, def- the Crystal Palace defend really deep, and they have like a really organized structure. It's going to be very difficult. You look at the Wolves game that's going to coming up uh, against City. It's going to be the same thing, unless you know Wolves do something really, really horrendous or something. What you know, what Jose Sar did against Liverpool. Yeah, maybe that's that's what City need a luck, and they can probably nick that nick that game as well. But that's the problem that I see with City. The the <clears throat> the. the the good thing about city is obviously that pep guardiola is still there with them he will figure out a way how to do all these how to find a goal scorer where can i find the goals he was having troubles as i mentioned in the earlier that he was having troubles with players not being available to him in the in the winter break but now pe- now now players are coming back slowly and steadily right which is a good boost for him because the amount of time that he rotates the squad he's not been able to do that this season for sure it that's the luxury that is always had but is not been able to but he still been able to find out the results right even in the even in europe when you when you see when you saw the game against uh, psg both legs i'm talking about psg i feel is still was still lucky enough to win that first leg again at at paris at man city obviously you know man city were very uh, very dominant and they won the game you know uh, comf- comfortably that those are yeah that those are the some of the things that i just feel like city are going to struggle with in in this season right i i beg to differ because i feel city have such a strong uh, squad line even if they have a couple of players sidelined they have enough players to fill in the ranks i still feel city are going to win the premier league given how strong they are and the performances we can beat out are flawless and they've been one of the best sides that we have seen in any edition of the premier league So yeah, I think um, they are riding a very high tide, and I think Pep will choose to stick on that. Yeah. Um, especially what, what with about... the PSG performance as well, I think they they've proven them uh, wrong. That uh, they've proven everyone wrong. That okay, they might bottle the Champions League, um, uh, you know, uh, the knockout stages. But um, again, this season, I feel if they clinch the Champions League and um, the Premier League, they should be deemed to be the best team in the world. For moment. sure, for sure. If if they do that, yeah. The questions that I have for them, I'll never, I'll never question them <laughs> <laughs> again. Um, but I don't think like that's gonna happen. I think there are way stronger teams in in Europe and better than them who can defeat them. And and the, again, the 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 thing is that Champions League final is another six months away, so we shouldn't be able, we shouldn't be talking about that right now because yeah, anything can change as we know in in football. You know the. best team that is that i think at the moment can definitely have some big injuries and the whole season is gone for them so so that's there but but talking about the title race for this uh, i know we discussed about this last uh, in last week as well but things have changed and i think we yeah. talked about this as well like th- this is going to be a very top seeded over title race city up top doesn't mean that they're going to be winning the title the, the winning the title come may 
problems we already saw with chelsea that were coming along we already discussed that uh liverpool we know that there are uh, fixtures that are coming up in the in the in the january and uh, in the january january february where their players will be leaving the squad for the african uh, african uh, african cup of nations possibly uh we know that you know liverpool might struggle we we don't know that yet but we just think because the reliance on you know sala mane and you know the, there is that is so much on the on the attacking side that I, we just feel that you know they might struggle but club might be able to you know figure out a way i i don't remember like what are their run of fixtures but i think they have like a couple of good teams that you know uh, liverpool will be playing in that time so so a couple yeah. of maybe even if you say uh, a couple of draws over there you, that's already four points drop so that's a you know that's a lot of ground to make up when you know even in in, in sala and mane come back from the, from the africa cup of nations man city we just talked about how you know vast their squad is but again the goal scorer is not there teams sitting back how do you think is this title race shaping up well, i sincerely think that this title shape uh, this title um, race is just going to be amongst three teams city chelsea and liverpool uh with chelsea i think they might weaken a bit because again they don't really have any great goal scorers of the game we have seen how their full backs have been filling in those ranks as well city and liverpool have can, uh, can you can can you repeat that again just for me <laughs> chelsea have not what i, I would just <laughs> I, i would just I, want chelsea fans to hear this i sincerely feel that chelsea don't really have uh, you know attackers in the right positions for mm-hmm. the goal scoring opportunities that they are bound to take i feel the wing backs are doing the job for them so i i don't really think that's going to justify the role that um, tukel has come in with right he's been definitely uh, echoing his philosophy on the pitch that is working for them but what about the goals the goals aren't coming in so i i still feel uh, the title race is going to end up um with uh, a duo of liverpool and city trying to outsmart one another in the later uh, half of the premier league um chelsea might come in third or fourth but i don't see them um, being in the top two positions um, by the end of the table third or fourth yeah <laughs> okay so who's finishing third then <laughs> if they finish fourth i i feel if uh, chelsea finish third then i'm seeing maybe arsenal finishing fourth because despite whatever losses they've had in the past 3 weeks i feel mm-hmm. arsenal did win 10 games in a row and they they won against everton as well today which we'll be discussing about um it should be either arsenal west ham or maybe man united because man united have around easy 10 games personally speaking but um, if they win all those 10 games in a row i feel they might just be hovering around the game to fifth or sixth position or who knows they might enter into, into the top 4 race so i think uh, yeah it's just been totally impressive how ralf fragnick has shaped them in the first game and um, i'm i'm daring to take my uh, chances um, with when we discuss the united fixture against um, uh, crystal palace yeah i mean you're i think you're bang on 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 a lot of things for the title race i just feel like it's it's very it's very unpredictable at the moment like a lot of people you know i know a lot of chelsea fans i don't know a lot of city fans because they basically not don't respond to me <laughs> <laughs> but i know a lot of chelsea fans who you know who who i told this you know after that burnley game that if this is the kind of performance that you guys have i don't care if you're if you're 90% possession i don't care if you dominate i don't care if you have 27 shots and you fucking score score one goal 
I don't yeah. care about that. I think it all matters. And you said this, we were talking it offline. The, the thing that matters in football is goal, goal scoring. If you have those many chances and you don't take them, then what's the point? Like, you can have a you can have a defense which which didn't concede more than five times throughout the season but what about those you know 18 draws that he had that's the that's the thing that fucked you up right i i i told them but they were they they weren't ready to listen to me at that time i and they obviously did and they obviously had their you know uh thoughts uh you know come back to me and and said that yeah you look at the next four games then when, when you know when all these fullbacks were scoring when you said yeah. I was like, yeah, uh, you guys understand fullbacks are not there for scoring. You have yeah. your attackers, which is who we need scoring. If what if what if there is there are teams who do defense, uh, who do defend properly when they can figure out what their what their fullbacks are fullbacks are doing. To be very honest, Reese James, yes, he's been scoring a lot of goals. One kind of goal. He scores one kind of goal. Throughout the season, he's been scoring that one kind of goal where he sits on that right side and just blast it. That's it. He doesn't do anything in the box to tell me that he's a, a legitimate goal scorer. And he shouldn't be because he's a fullback. Right? So I just feel those are things that, you know, Chelsea fans should definitely take that into account. Don't go, you know, uh, over ambitions and say that the, we are the best team in the world. I don't care if yeah. you score, if you concede, you know, five goals throughout the, throughout the season, which obviously I think it's already gone up to eight now. So in one game. So... I, I I do have some some things about about Chelsea. I just feel like you know Thomas Tuchel, even with even with having Lukaku in the team, he he isn't even he hasn't been able to figure out how he wants to play Lukaku in the team. He when he played even when Lukaku and Werner both got injured, maybe I feel like Werner actually fits well in his team rather than actually Lukaku. And I and I think we when we previewed this on our on our channel as well, I I told them what a wasteful signing Lukaku is. Because I, I I I already knew that he was never going to score against the big teams, which has already happened four times now, three times, oh, I would say, or sorry, two times uh, against City and 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 Liverpool, where he did not score. Very basically, he was not even appearing. Like I didn't even see him in the game because you have these great defenders where you will see. Like it's easy, it's very easy to to block Lukaku. He, his his game is very very easy to predict what what he does. It's 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 not. I, I that's why I don't like it, and that's why I keep keep you know keep telling uh, all the fans that you score against a Panama side, you score against a Norwich side, hat trick uh, doesn't matter unless you know that player who who is a hundred million pound player who doesn't come up in the you know the, the biggest of biggest games. But yeah, uh, I I again uh, coming back to the coming back to the title, I don't think I have any uh, out and out and out winner to predict at the moment. I think it's a very topsy turvy title race there are players who are going to be missing for some of the players uh, for some of the squads uh, in the coming months and obviously these these best fixtures nobody can nobody can predict like what's going to happen but let's okay. come on to let's come on to uh, manchester united right i'm very excited to talk about them because what i saw was uh, was like i was rubbing my hands I was like if this is what i am supposed to see uh, for united i'm i'm very looking forward to what Ralph Ragnick is is going to offer, you know, after even he uh, ends his interim manager role, he made he made a winning start at Manchester United as as an interim manager. You know, I have a stat for you. They won the ball six times in the first twenty five minutes in the final third. They won another six times before the end of ninety minutes. The most United has managed this season is seven. You know, Ranick if Ranick managed only 
45 minutes on the training pitch with the team you know if this is what he can do with 45 minutes i'm looking forward to when he has the entire day with him so what did you make what did you make of united's performance obviously we we know that you know we're supposed to be over hyping them they won 1-0 but what did you make of the performance uh i personally feel again um, ralf ragnick had a very short stipulated time to train them and within that time frame he's actually shown that what he can make this team do he's shown that uh, fred is not just an average player on the pitch he gave in one of his best performances one of the most scintillating most energetic presence out there in the entire match he was playing box to box he was giving in those runs he was the only sole scorer for united with a brilliant finish um but i still wouldn't uh, overestimate his presence as a as an interim manager i feel um, uh, united um, still have a long way to go and we will be given the assurance of ral ragnick's presence by the performances that they given um again a massive win for them um, as you said they've uh, uh, rewon the uh, the ball around 12 times in the attacking third which i think this is the first time they've done it since 2013 uh, uh the last game that they did this was with alex ferguson managing them so i i feel yeah a great statistic to mention plus i think bruno and sancho were behind um rashford and ronaldo in a 4-2-2 role right um which worked really well for them uh, i feel this experimental formation was built in for a team which pressed like anything the intensity was high the tempo was high throughout the game again people have been bashing ronaldo up um, with the fact that he's too old to press but he genuinely was tracking back he was taking out the 19 year old teenager who came in for crystal palace who definitely is very penetrative and was trying to make goals in scintillating runs ronaldo totally nullified him by going behind during crucial moments to take them out in the attack um so yeah i think cristiano ronaldo is definitely a worldly figure still at this age of 36 he's still proving uh, the critics wrong and um, ralf ragnick was the first person to go to ronaldo after the match and he thanked him for the presence that he showed even though we know that ronaldo wasn't satisfied with the performance that he gave um but still he was definitely threatening to crystal palace's defense and patrick viera has uh, uh thinking his thinking cap back on because he has been going in with very pragmatic strategies to uh, win all these games and he had his luck going but i think he's hit a rut he's run out of luck now and we are here to see what happens with crystal palace but yeah i think um united are on the right track they've won the last three premier league fixtures so i think they are definitely um, going to be massive towards the end of the season unless they bottle a game or two up i think even if they lose one or two games it is going to be very um it is going to be the decider for uh, the positioning that they are held on to in the premier league table uh, they have to win all matches from here on because if you want to be in the top 4 you got to be com- competing with teams like liverpool city and chelsea i feel um even west ham for that matter is now a, a primary target for united to nullify uh, the need to overpower west ham arsenal for that matter has been um, on top of the ranks after so long after so many seasons and um, united are still at the number 10th or number 9th i don't know which position are they on but they're on 7th um, they're on 7th 7th so yeah i think they still need to be very consistent with their performances 
um one thing that i'm really definitely going to be um worried about is uh, the work work rate the ethic can they come up with this work ethic work rate in every match because we have not seen a united team with an attacking manager who's playing on a possession based model and who's playing with a very high intensity i i i have my doubts over there because i feel um if they will be playing in european nights and they will be giving in domestic nights i think week in week out they might just tire plays out and the best players playing 11 on the pitch uh would be the players that he went in with um especially with mctominay being the central um focal point to be focusing on i think um, yeah i think this is just one thing that i'm skeptical about the work ethic that they might show over the season yeah i think you're right because i mean i'm just looking at the fixtures that they have in the in in the upcoming weeks right now they have norwich on saturday then they have brentford then they have brighton then they have newcastle then they have burnley all winnable games to be very honest and then probably a little bit of a tougher fixture run starts like maybe they, then they have wolves in the premier league then they have aston villa then they have west ham is again like that's uh, probably a tough, tough tougher run because again things can change by by you know in a month's time you can have a lot of injuries in the in a month's time so maybe we maybe maybe then those are the three fixtures that that you know they they struggle in but they they, they again have another good run with burnley southampton leeds and and watford i'm just thinking like you know what you said let's say 10 to 12 games if they can start if they can win at least 10 of them and drop points in two of them i think every united fan will be a little will be not little will be very happy because they have 30 points from a possible 36 which is a which is a yeah. very good start right i feel all of the games that they have are pretty much winnable pretty much winnable for all of them but we all know it's it's very hard it's very hard for you to to you to have that winning run up until like you know for for three months it's very hard for a team but yeah i think you need have the squad to do it they can do it but it's you've not seen that since since alex ferguson you've not seen that they've just gone that winning run where nobody can defeat them it's it's very hard yeah the 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 pressing start that you that you mentioned i saw a lot of good things in terms of pressing what ranik actually brings is getting the ball forward that is exactly what i saw i didn't see a lot of back passes everything was straight forward just forward go attack whatever you need to yes ronaldo did not have a really good game i feel like fred what you said you you play fifa right you play yeah. fifa right is that x button when you hold up mm-hmm. and he just then you just have the player presses. running them right yeah. just presses towards the towards the opposing player i think that's exactly what he does i used to make fun of yeah. him you know a year ago that this is exactly what he does because at that time we did not need it because we didn't have a manager right we did yeah. not need that and that's why i feel like there were there were so many mistakes he is that kind of a player because i i have followed him in his career at uh, you know at at shakhtar when he used to play where, where we caught him from he played really well he played like he played like that the thing is now there are going to be the other pieces that are needed for pressing that is going to be available to him and that's why you're seeing the the last two performances that we've seen from from fred is exactly what you need from fred because he he is that kind of player he he presses high he's his work rate is comfortably pro, for me is 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 uh is is second to none i feel like he 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 definitely presses and he definitely his work rate when he is on the ball when he's off the ball is 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 high is is very much high right but what did you make of the what did you make of that pressing game that that united have do you think do you think that united can keep this up 
or do you think that maybe maybe this was against a crystal palace side who don't really attack that much whose game plan is to pretty much defense so you saw a lot of you know uh ball winning ball winning uh capabilities that were that were given to united but maybe against a more not again not i'm not saying like a top top side but maybe a but maybe a wolf side right who will be a, a little bit different than than crystal palace what where where do you think that we have uh we have to change in that in in that aspect i just feel again ralph pragnik would not uh, deter from his tactics he would love to play on possession so i feel when you talk about teams like um brighton liverpool manchester city chelsea would like to hold on to the possession as well in those games i think it will be more of an end to end um performance i feel both teams will be taking on their chances because anyways you've seen united and liverpool games are very counter attacking so i feel um um yeah i think uh, but we can't really say what will happen because i feel it's just who shows up on their day i feel if um, chelsea are more well rounded if they are if their players are at their peak of the performance i feel uh, chelsea can definitely def- decimate a team like united but having that said i don't uh, underestimate united at all i think they have a brilliant manager and um, they're bound to uh, make great things happen with this pressing regime that they've developed but they need to be consistent with this i feel uh, they need more players to be filling in the ranks i feel uh, because pressing requires you to expend more energy if you're playing a counter attacking game okay fair enough you will be definitely making more runs off the ball but um, still on the ball you wouldn't be expending that much energy but in a 90 minute game of pressing where you uh, i think united press for good 35 40 minutes of the game uh, they were brilliant um, so yeah i think uh, yeah uh, if they keep on this stride i think they're going to be very successful but this is a very hard task at hand especially this season if you would have given ralf ragnick a fresh start to a season i think they would have been much better organized but defensively also i was pretty impressed with how united came up um they were very organized and uh, they had no problem no defensive error at all so i think that's just um they got rag- uh, ragnified i feel um, ralf ragnick's effect has been um uh, very much there on the pitch and uh, yeah we have i am hoping to see more performances like this from him yeah first clean sheet in 16 home games which is <laughs> which is mind boggling given you know united have a have a good decent defensive defensive side uh, yeah. i'm not going to say not going to compare them to to the likes of liverpool and city yeah let uh, let let's let's, uh, let's move on and talk about leeds united i think they did it late again penalty against crystal palace uh, from rafinha now bamford came back and scored yeah. he just put he just put his body in front of the ball that's it like he's like let's see what where it where this goes and it basically ended up on and ended up in the back of the net yeah can, can, do you think that they can they can survive um i think against brentford i think it was necessary for them to come in with an equalizer especially uh, sending bramford in uh, in, in the final minutes of the game i think it was very important for them to equalize the game i think they'll survive the season definitely they won't be getting relegated i feel but i still feel uh, their tactics are little similar to what um, sheffield were uh, went with with chris wilder i feel um, not on the same tangent but they are they, they are again a pressing machine they love going for the ball they love attacking the ball um, but with the quality and the technicality of the players they have they have this tendency of losing the ball very often in the opposition's end which is where they are actually conceding those goals as well um 
it's going to be difficult for Bielsa to um, get them into, into the top half of the season. But um, uh, it's definitely somewhere I, I feel next season, maybe they might show up with a better stature and with a more sturdier performance like they did in the first season. Um, but this season has been relatively shadowed for Leeds. Um, again, an injury time salvation was much needed for Leeds, as I said. Um, so, yeah, I think um, he should be satisfied with how Brentford also played. The, the, the result was more towards Brentford, I believe. But, um, yeah, Leeds came in with a draw in the end. And fair enough, I, I, I feel it, there was a difference of 51 to 49, where Brentford had a slightly higher chance of winning the match. But, yeah, I think Leeds uh, showed their stride and draw the match. What do you think have, has gone wrong at Leeds? Like, they were, I think they finished, what, ninth? Ninth in the Premier League last season, yeah, and and to literally drop towards the to that to the bottom half of the table hmm. is uh, not bottom half probably to towards the bottom bottom of the you know bottom of the table actually. What do you think has gone wrong? Is it is it the pressure of the fans coming back in because they were really good without the fans? But is it the fans that they have to please and there's just a lot of pressure on Bielsa and the and the squad players as well, or or do you think that there's something else maybe? Maybe the teams who play in the Premier League have figured them out. Like they exactly play the same kind of attacking football in every pretty much every game. So every every team knows what what they need to do. I, I feel again like you mentioned that they came in ninth. But if you look at the quality of players, they don't really have a very technical, technically inept team. They are not really. Uh, you can't really compare them to the higher standard teams like West Ham, United, um, Chelsea, City, and all these clubs, right? which is uh, where I feel a ninth or 10th position is actually fair for a team of lead stature. But having this said, this season has been very frustrating for them because their first half performances are very scintillating. They're very um, intensive. But second half is where they're always crumbling. I feel Calvin Phillips is being too much. Being He's been relied on too much. I feel being reliant on such uh, on just one player is not enough. He was subbed off again in the Brentford game. Uh, in the second half, um, where they crumble like anything. When they are being pressed onto, counter-pressing and pressing is something which is their uh, weak point. They are very prone to counter-pressing, which is where they're conceding so many goals this season as well. So I think um, there is no solution to this other than organizing your defense. I think a little bit uh, change in strategies and amalgamation of uh, attacking and defensive football will help Bielsa in uh, regaining the form that he showed in the first season. I think the last season was impeccable. I think the performances that they gave in was showed high character and um, their passing regime was amazing. Again, first half performance, I have no, um, you know, I, I don't have any complaints uh, in the first half, but second half is always where they struggle. And this season as well, they've struggled uh, in the second half. So, which is, again, it, their football becomes very one-dimensional, I feel. Um, they forget how to be creative uh, in the final minutes of the game, which means the most to them. So, yeah, it was very panicky for them, a very uh, an emergency situation where Bamford came in. So, yeah, I think um, they got a draw, but which I, which I feel they didn't deserve, to be honest. So, yeah, I think fair enough. Okay, uh, let's move on to the final question between, uh, and we want to talk about Everton versus Arsenal, right? Uh, I, I, think, I think Rafa Benitez probably survived. I think if he had lost this game, I think pretty much, I think I was pretty sure that he was going to be sacked. Uh, in this in this uh, in this fixture 
you know I, do you think yeah. do you, sorry but, but do you think that the board should still sack him or you know what exactly should he do to turn this form around like to be honest when i watched the match i watched the entire game i felt arsenal struggled to create any concrete chances arsenal was struggling in driving the ball head as well everton were remarkably stopping them with a mid block they had amazing uh, defensive uh, regimes by having richarlison even drop deep to take them out of the pressing situation i don't know why arsenal was struggling so much against them i just felt everton had the right players at the right positioning um they were nullifying their attack the passing regime was totally not justified uh, martinelli was struggling as well in the first half massively i don't know how um you know i i, I thought richarlison had scored two goals on offsides as well um uh, i think their performance was amazing i like the way everton played especially after having hit a rut the entire season you come back with such a big performance is amazing i i to be honest i i thought arsenal will win the match with one the one goal odegaard scored because everton was struggling in um, scoring goals um i still feel arsenal were lucky to even score that one goal um even though okay that was a well deserved goal but given the performance that they gave throughout the match it wasn't justified i didn't like the way arsenal played at all they they their attackers were barely getting on to the opposition's um defensive half in then and and you know uh, in the first half which is where i felt um michael keane and even yeri mina even though he got substituted in the first 30 minutes they were very comfortable off and on the ball they didn't have any trouble from arsenal players um everton is where i feel uh, everton townsend um richardson even uh, demiri gray he was amazing demiri gray was making so many scintillating runs he was very creative um he was pushing in ahead um uh, very brilliantly i felt uh, definitely Art- arsenal got another reality shock and um relatively i still feel everton and arsenal um okay this game everton won this game but everton are not threatening to any other club um you know the season so i feel okay um uh, i feel bad for data that he is definitely lacking the winning formula he's not been able to um do justice to the role that he was given and Arsenal fans were definitely I heard them on the other AFTV podcasts as well that they were pretty um shocked to see that uh, Arsenal are giving in such performances against teams who are barely struggling to win games I mean Everton didn't win a single game in the past eight Premier League games and you're turning up against Arsenal is definitely a question mark on Arteta and uh, I don't feel Arsenal have a weak squad they've got Gabriel Magalhaes Ben White Thomas Partey, they've got Lokonga who's been on the bench. I don't understand why would you keep such a brilliant youngster on the bench when he's been giving in consistent performances. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there were questions on the fitness being uh, fitness test. He he flunking the fitness test, which again I just feel that's just a favoritism coming out of uh, Mikel Arteta. Um, he still favors uh, Thomas Partey and um, the other players over Lokonga, which is not done. I feel Lokonga is someone who can actually help them in driving the game ahead. Odegaard again definitely showed up big time but I still feel Arsenal have a huge huge um you know wall ahead of them they need to find the solution to again they've started conceding goals again and um which is again this is the Arsenal way of doing things you know Arsenal uh, the fans were totally I think they were like um probably expecting too much from them but I knew Arsenal will come back to the same routine they won 10 games okay in a row but Uh, expecting them to win consecutively is something which was beyond my thought belief. 
So I, I just think this is the Arsenal way of doing things. And yeah, I think I would love to hear what you have to say about Everton and Arsenal. I, I kind of, I agree with you. It's just, I feel like Everton, I'm not saying that go ahead and sack Benitez because he's not been delivering. I just feel today even, I, f- I felt Arsenal were good enough to win the game. Not maybe, I'm not going to say that, yeah, they, you know, they should have kept the clean sheet or anything because both the goals that went in, one was a screamer from, from Demare Gray uh, from, from 30, 35 hours out, right? Yeah. One was a lucky goal that they got was, uh, again, I think it was uh, Gray who hit the bar and then uh, it, it, pumped, it pounced on to Richarlison's head. I just feel those are really lucky goals to get to look at considered on. Like, you know, and, and even if you look at the, the Enketia miss that they had, I don't even know how that I didn't how that ball didn't even go in. The last <laughs> the last minute uh the miss that Obamyang had at the end. Yeah. I think yeah. any other day if Obamyang was Obamyang, he would have scored. Right. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like if if Martinelli or maybe even Lacazette was there, I think he would have scored. Just Obamyang yeah. has been in such a torrid form. He's just not been able to find himself since that contract extension. Even though he yeah. went on this, you know, little bit of a scoring run in the in the ten game run that you know Arsenal had. I just feel like Arsenal are ahead. Arsenal are definitely ahead. I, I still feel Arsenal are going to challenge for top four. I still don't feel that. I feel Arsenal are going to be in the European competition and not the Europa Conference but a Europa Europa League spot. Maybe if things go their way, they have to again. They have to be a little bit lucky on their end as well. If things go their way, they can probably challenge for that top four spot. Right now, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and call that. It, it's just. It's just that Everton. I feel. I felt there was still a lot of gaping holes in them. I still felt that the same thing was happening, which has been happening in the last five to six games, and that's why they've been losing. It came down to one ridiculous goal, one lucky goal, and that's why they were able to win it. The two offside goals. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. Like offside is offside. It it wasn't a goal. Uh, anybody, you know, they can they can say they can tell me that yeah, you know, Ever- Everton were playing well. I don't think so. I, I I don't really think the Everton were playing really well. I think Arsenal were the better side. If you if you talk about the ninety minutes, Arsenal were the better side. They should have won it. They should have won it earlier than what it was. Right. It came down to that. It came to talk, it, it came down to those two goals where where Everton nicked it off. But I just yeah. still feel. Everton have still a long way to go. I, I I still see a lot of gaping holes in in an Everton side who is still going to struggle to win games. I I don't know who are they going to play next, but we can just check that. Uh, they're going to play against uh, they're going to play against a Crystal Palace side, who right. who are very good defensively, which we all, which we've already seen, right? Yeah. So it's. It's uh, it's it's hard. The next game that they have is is Chelsea and then Leicester City. So it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for for me to to sit here that even in the next three games I can predict a win for them. Uh, you know, coming here, but Arsenal on the other hand, still I, I I still think that they can go on a winning run. They can still final. They can still uh, they they lost yes they lost uh, you know the couple of games now back to back. Uh, against against Man United and uh, uh, against Everton, but they yeah. now have I think that they now have a they have, they now have good games coming up, man. They have Southampton next, then they have West Ham, then they have uh, Leeds United, then they have Norwich. So it's I I feel like a a, a favorable run still again c- comes up for them, so they can definitely nick out at least you know four out of the five. 
Great. They, 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 they can. I, I feel they might. But I again, like coming back to this game, I just feel I've seen the entire game minute by minute. I felt Arsenal were totally being nullified, man, with whatever attacking prowess they came towards the end. They barely had three shots on target. They had two shots towards the end of the game, which they have should have converted. But throughout the game, they didn't really do much, man. They tried. No, no. I, that, I yeah. agree with that. That I agree with you. That, and I already said that in the in the start of the podcast that Arsenal were very, very, very frightened. They were scared to do things. Yeah. If they yeah. were not, if they were playing the Arsenal that I saw in that ten game run that they went on, they would have easily. They, like they, yeah. they, 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 they were very frightened today. For for what reason, I don't really know. Maybe they were away from home. But that shouldn't be a reason anymore, right? Like they, won, they you already you already won those ten games where you played m- more, you know, uh, uh, more uh, furious crowds than than what an Everton side presents. So I, I I don't see that as a that as that as an excuse that you know Arsenal were frightened. I don't know what happened today, but but I think they should yeah. have they should have won against an Everton side who are so so, really so, so low on confidence. Yeah, but yeah, which is why I feel. Part my parting comment should be that yeah, Everton given a very shocking performance because I didn't expect them to make making these amazing runs and attacking them uh, in the yeah. defensive half. You know, so yeah. I just feel they showed great character and they lacked it for months, man. I mean, they didn't win a single game for the past two three months. So I think it was a uh, it was definitely a comeback for uh, Rafa Benitez yeah. because he's he's a definitely a great manager. He's managed big teams like Liverpool, Newcastle, Real Madrid. And he's gone to the Chinese league as well, just to, uh, you know, he's 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 definitely gone yeah. done he, brilliant and great things for. I think he clubs. came back to. I think he came back to Chelsea and won them the Europa League. Was it was it that season? I don't remember. Or was it goose hitting? I don't remember who was. The that was Carlo team. Ancelotti, I think, who won the them Europa the League. No, 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 no. The Europa League one. I think it was it was Benitez, but maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe our uh, maybe our listeners can comment below and tell us. Benitez never managed uh, Chelsea. I feel. Rafa Benitez? I know he came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, Benitez never managed Chelsea. But yeah, I think uh, he might yeah, have managed uh, to maybe six Ra- months, Ra- Rafa, I... Rafa Benitez is a, it was a football manager who was the interim manager of Chelsea FC for interim most manager. of the 2012-13 season. So yeah, so the, yeah, and that's yeah. when they, they won the Europa yeah. League. Europa League, so, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I think you're right. Benitez is still a, still a great manager. I think he can he can figure it out things. Yeah. He just needs to sit down with this with this game plan and see because I don't think Everton and Everton board are going to you know make up uh, you know give him any more chances. I think he survived today, uh, but I think he needs to really start start working on on the performance. The next game against Crystal Palace is a huge one. I think he should should win it, but yeah. but uh, yeah, we can't really I can't really predict it right now. But thanks on uh, thanks Uday so much uh, again for for coming on to the late winner show and providing your thoughts on on the on this weekend's action. Great for as sure. always talking to you about the, about the Premier League uh, and and listening to your thoughts and what do you have to say about the what do you have about what do you have to say about the over the weekend team, what weekend action. Yeah, no, it was lovely discussing the week with you. Um, I, I felt many teams were exposed badly. I felt um, again Arsenal got a reality check. Um, but yeah, I think um, United have been on the forefront. They've showed that okay, the pressing regime is something which they can play on, because many fans were skeptical of that and they were doubting their uh, Ralph Ragnick's um, uh, effect on United in the first game week. But I think um, we have a couple of uh, European fixtures as well coming up. 
and um, i think yeah premier league is back and we are going to be it's just going to get more woeful and competitive for many other teams yeah um, yeah having that said i think i enjoyed today's podcast and uh, subscribe to the late winner show and just keep commenting on your um, on the opinions that we gave out and whatever uh, predictions that you guys would like to make for the next couple of fixtures i think um, the host would definitely love to take on that so yeah definitely thank thanks so much for 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 that um but yeah uh, please make sure as as they said that to do you know to to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to your you know audio uh, audio podcast uh, i did say that we run this we run a youtube channel by the same name as well so make sure that you like share and subscribe over there as well i think we uh, we're coming up with great good good content on um, you know uh, on 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 specific teams uh not only in premier league but but la liga serie a bundesliga and and um, and the serie as well we just recently released an episode on the on the uh bayern munich versus dortmund uh dortmund game uh, we did have an you know we did have a uh, actually a, a fan for dortmund uh, to provide his thoughts so definitely go in and check there's lots of content already on on the late winner show youtube channel but with that again thanks so much again for for coming on to the show providing your thoughts and i uh, we should do this we should do this uh, next week for sure for sure looking forward right thank you and good night